0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. It's Dr. Yawande here. And in today's episode, I am actually going to be talking to you about why I am so, so passionate about work and specifically why I'm so passionate about making sure that you love your job. And so if you're curious to know what I mean by that, stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. In my work as a therapist and also in my personal experience, if you know my backstory, you know that I worked and trained as an ER physician for the better part of a decade. And I went through my own journey of discovering what it means to find work that I love and work that I enjoy. And in my work as a therapist, I see a lot of women who are literally in my office because of work-related stress, anxiety, burnout. And it's come to my attention, my realization that for many of these women, it's one of a couple of reasons. So burnout, stress, work-related anxiety is one of a couple of reasons. One, they may have a toxic work environment, meaning they have a leader who does not know how to lead or a manager who doesn't know how to lead or an environment that isn't really conducive to their psychological safety, well-being, an environment that triggers them if some of them have past history of trauma or mental health challenges, right? So their work environment might actually be a big source of stress because of bad leadership. It could also be because things in their life, there's just so much going on. So There might be things in their personal life with kids, with parents, with their spouse, romantic relationships, other relationships that are then spilling over to their ability to be productive at work. But one of the reasons that's becoming more and more interesting to me is that they are completely out of alignment with the work that they're supposed to do. Many of us have grown up thinking that you go to school you a degree, if you're African like me, <laughs> it's either medicine, engineering, and then maybe law, <laughs> right? Medicine, engineering, law. I think as the world is evolving, more and more of our parents, uh, more and more of us. But to be honest, I even see it in our generation. So we millennials who are raising kids now still want our kids to have traditional education and degrees, but well balanced with maybe non-traditional skills, right? But I say all of that to say that we've gone through this journey where we have just been taught, you know, go to school, get a good job, and all will be fine. The problem is that many of us are working in jobs that are totally out of alignment of who we are as people. And that causes a sense of frustration, unhappiness, and sometimes even depression in people where you are spending so much time at a job that you do not like. And this is taking away... The toxic environment, so maybe you have a great leader, a great manager, you have awesome colleagues, you're being paid well, right? So not considering those other factors that, like I mentioned before, can contribute to Feeling overwhelmed at work. So, removing all those external factors, everything else looks great, but for some reason, when you go to work, you are stressed, you are frustrated, you are angry, you're wondering, Am I cut out for this job? You're wondering, What am I doing here? You're saying, Well, if this is going to be my career for the rest of my life. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This can't be it. There has to be more to life, etc., etc. If any of that sounds familiar, I want to let you know that you are not alone. It is a pattern that I am seeing in a lot of the women in my practice. And it sparked this passion for work, specifically for me. Maybe because again, I've experienced firsthand when I have switched my career into something that is far more in alignment with who I am, everything changed for me. Everything changed for me. I'm also seeing it in my practice where we make small adjustments to work. Things are changing for my patients as well, too. And as usual, if I see something working in my practice, I always like to offer it to my wider audience, knowing that all of you can't come to Toronto to see me, but I'm hoping that as I am here in your buds, you are taking something that you can then try to apply, speak to your own therapist about, or do some more research and more education on. And so why I'm so passionate about work. Like I said, work is becoming something that I'm really Excited to talk to people about, especially if I notice that there's some misalignment and it could potentially be the source of their unhappiness, because most of us, the average adult, we're going to spend 90,000 hours at work, 90,000 hours of our life at work. Some people actually quote a third, a third of our life is spent working. Work is a huge part of who we are. And if we don't get work right, if we don't get our jobs right, what we do for a livelihood right, it has a huge potential to break us. But if we do get it right, it has a huge potential to make us Because when we're happy, a third of our life, ninety thousand hours over the course of our lifetime, that's obviously going to spill out into other areas of our life, and if we're unhappy, it's going to spill into other areas of our life as well too. I've personally experienced a difference in the quality of my life, in the quality of my relationships, in the quality of my conversations, in my dreams, my aspirations when I have found work that has become meaningful. To me. And that is a key word is that your work has to be meaningful to you. It can't be meaningful. To your parents. It can't be meaningful to your siblings. It can't be meaningful to your spouse. It can't be meaningful to your friends because, unfortunately, that meaning isn't transferable to you. It can be meaningful to everybody else, but not meaningful to you. If it's not meaningful to you, that's going to cause a sense of void. It's going to cause a sense of unfulfillment. It's going to cause a sense of unhappiness. Right. For many of my colleagues working in the emergency room, high paced, high acuity, they find very fulfilling. And many of them have been doing this for multiple decades at this point. For me, it was a job. It was great. You know, I liked the adrenaline. I liked the excitement, but it didn't fill the void. It didn't fill the purpose shaped void that, or the meaning shaped void that I had inside of me, right? It didn't quite hit the spot for me. And so that sparked my own self-discovery. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, some of the earlier episodes on what that looked like for me and how I ended up in the psychotherapy, mental health, personal development line of work. The truth is that many of us grossly underestimate the impact of what we do for work on our physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, right? Yes, we know that what we do for work is directly correlated to our financial state of being in most situations, but we don't realize that what we do for work also impacts the other domains of our lives, our spiritual life our physical, emotional, mental, our relationships, our social life, right? I think maybe on some level, some of these things we realize, but we don't really know the weight of how our work directly affects some of these other domains of our lives. And like I said before, it's so fascinating to me that when I see these little tweaks in my patients, sometimes it's like night and day. I've literally seen panic attacks disappear when we bring work into alignment with who they are as a person. And so I'm going to just talk you through some of the steps that we've taken in my practice to help some of these women that I see. So the first thing is identifying what their core values are identifying what their core values are. And I speak about core values a lot because when you know what your core values are, you're able to make decisions that line up with them. Many of us are in a line of work because we were told this is the direction you should go. And for a while, it has served us Right. I don't want to knock the foundation, whether it's a law degree, whether it's a medical degree, whether it is an accounting degree, financial degree, whatever it might be. I don't want to knock the foundation because I still strongly believe that a traditional education is still, even in this day of modern technology, very, very important. But some of you have outgrown that and you are coming into a level of self-awareness and realizing that that box that people have tried to put you in, you're outgrowing it. One of my patients so eloquently put it that way that she felt that the box that she's been put in, she's outgrowing. And maybe that resonates with you that, yes, it worked for you for a while, but now that you're coming into yourself you're coming into that level of maturity, you're becoming more self-aware, you are outgrowing that box that you have been put in. And yes, it served you for a while, but your core values are really going to help you articulate what that new box should look like, what your actual shape is. They will help guide and direct you to finding work that fits. So if you're someone who Values autonomy and flexibility, but find yourself in a work environment where there's so much micromanaging, you're going to be able to identify that this doesn't quite fit my core values and maybe I should be looking for something else that does. If you're someone on the other hand who values structure and simplicity and organization, yet you find yourself in an environment where there's so much chaos and unpredictability, no wonder you're leaving your work frustrated and unhappy and feeling like you're beating your head against the wall where it feels seems like everybody else is thriving. It's not because there's something wrong with you. It's just that because you have a different set of core values, something else makes you take a different operating system, if you will, that helps you function that's very different from everybody else's. So knowing what your core values are and knowing what parts of your work are out of sync with your core values and really understanding why. And then asking yourself, is there something that I can do about it? Is there a different department that I can be transferred to? That is not as chaotic. If I value simplicity, if I value organization, if I value structure, is there a different organization? Is there a different department within the organization where this is a better, that would be a better fit for you, right? If you value nature, right? Some people value nature, yet they are stuck in a cubicle for a third of their lives. It makes no sense. Is there an option for you to be able to work outdoors or have a win- an office with a window? Or are there changes that you can make to the flow of your workday so that you are able to leave and enjoy the outdoors at a decent hour, right? If you don't know this about yourself, it's if you don't know what your core values are, and if you don't know these things about yourself, it's going to be very hard to pinpoint why you are so frustrated and happy, and it's going to be very difficult for you to make the appropriate changes. So identifying what your core values are, identifying parts of your work that are out of sync with your core values, and figuring out if there's something you can do about it, and actually doing those things and making those changes. The other thing that has worked for some of my patients is going out and researching what else is out there. Many of us have been on the same career path since we were 10 years old. You go into secondary school and you are split into arts class and science class. At least that was what it was like for me growing up in Nigeria, right? And so you are split into the art stream, the science stream, and you kind of from 10, you're kind of put on a certain track and put on a certain trajectory, and we have no clue of what options are outside of our practice, outside of our careers. I had no clue what my skills were outside of medicine. And it took going on maternity leave and really doing a lot of inner work to realize that, hey, wait a minute, I do have other interests and other skills outside of medicine. You might need to go online. Thank God for social media now. There has never been a time before now where information has been so easily accessible to us. So go online and see what other people are doing. Talk to people. In addition to information being so accessible, people, are. there's never been a time before now where people have been so accessible. All you have to do literally these days is go on LinkedIn, follow someone and make a connection and comment on their posts and send them messages and invite them to a virtual meeting, a virtual coffee chat, as some people call it. Honestly, things have not been so easy to be able to explore what your options are outside of your current field of work. And I want to encourage you To do that, if you're finding that you're feeling frustrated, unhappy at work, and it's not to do with your compensation, it's not to do with a toxic work environment, it's not to do with any of these external factors, but inside you just don't feel happy. Like I like to say, things on the outside might look great, but on the inside, it's not matching. It's not matching what the external looks like. It's time to do some more soul searching. It's time to see, okay, what are my core values? And is there things about my work that are out of sync from my core values? What can I do about it? Is there anything that I can do about it? Are there options outside of my current work that I can start exploring? Are there people online that I can connect with and start talking to in order to find out what my options are outside of your field? Okay, Work should be enjoyable. Work can be enjoyable. Work can be fulfilling. It can be pleasant and delightful. Doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, but work can bring you joy and it can bring you fulfillment, okay? And I want to encourage you that if you're getting anything less than that, it might be time to ask yourself some of the questions that I've posed above and not just ask them, actually start searching out the answers. And so I really hope you found this episode helpful. I hope you found it thought-provoking. If you did, feel free to share it with your colleagues, with your friends, and maybe all of you can go on this journey together. And remember, I am always here advocating for your success and your happiness. Until next time, take care. you for joining me, Dr. Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.